I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transfantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and some more stuff that well, happens. Like the day you had. The day I'm, I'm hoping is had and not having. Oh, gosh. it's It's been a day. Well, yeah, and some of the day started the other day and just kind of dumped itself onto today. Explain. Like, well, the washing machine. Oh, okay. Because the other day, the washing machine made a lake out of our laundry room and hallway. Yes, which it did once last year, the year before. This washing machine is as old as number two child, older? I, I bought it when his mother and I separated and she took her washer and left. And I was fine with that. <laughs> right. So I needed a washing machine and a dryer. These are almost as old as the boys. I had a toddler. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And right. so they have gotten a lot of use in their They've gotten 10, a lot of 12 years of life. Use and abuse, for sure. Yes. Nobody's gentle with anything around here. No, Which as much as we try to be. I'm worried that if you guys didn't try, what would happen? <laughs> That's why we try. Well, that's good to know. Maybe you try. Our children do not. Okay. I'll give you that. Yeah. Which is why I have things like plenty of duct tape and bailing wire. Okay. Okay. So a year or so ago, our washer overflowed and the repair guy showed you where the problem was. Well, I asked him. He was in there fixing it. And I said, what's going on? And so eventually he showed me there's a tube that goes from the top where you tell it if it's a um, small, medium, or large load, mm-hmm. and it's um, like a pressure tube that goes down, and the amount of water... And the water pressure will tell it whether how whether it's got the right amount of water in there. Or if it should turn off. And stop making water. Yes. Except when this tube gets clogged or overflo- like lint gets into it that overflowed from the barrel. You have a small pond. Yes. Thing. Yeah. So we had that happen last year, and the first time we had a big puddle, we thought, okay, somebody did something and put too many things, and the you know, Mm -hmm. so we just tried it again and made another puddle, and then we called for repair, and the guy came, and he was he was very thorough, and And I, I thought it was clever that he could you know find something so minute. Well, and not only that, but that he would explain it to you when you asked. If I had been the one there, and if I had been the one asking. He would have used some techno babble and and not expected me to understand it and not expected me to continue asking and then have to explain with you. It's it's pretty likely he would have done that. He seemed like a pretty reasonable person compared to some people. Okay. Maybe many people on this day because we're not the only ones having a day. Right. But um, he might have, but it's unlikely. That's true. Mm-hmm. So he showed me that this vacuum tube was clogged and he didn't have one because this is not a thing that he carries around for 12 year old washing machines so uh so he cleaned it out so he cleaned it out and made it work and it worked and we were like okay good well the bad part about that is it really should have been replaced and so earlier this week it overflowed again when it did the same tube got clogged again i knew exactly what it was at least yes or i figured i probably knew what it was yep and so um I cleaned up the mess and checked all the other hoses to make sure they weren't clogged. And you had me order a replacement hose now I that did. you knew what it was. Once I once I checked everything else and 
and knew it wasn't any of the other uh, most likely leaking places. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had you order one. And maybe a month ago, you had also had me order a cleaning kit for the dryer duct. I did. And so while you had everything out and disconnected, you figured you might as well do that once you got the washer fixed. Well, we've been saying we were going to do it since we picked up the thing. Correct. I mean, we had to order it, have it sent to Home Depot, go get it from there in a pandemic. And the reason I ordered it is because I could only clean out so much lint from the top and it started to smell toasty. So you have to, you know, and you've been threatening to use this device and accomplish the job. I've been meaning to do it for weeks and that... We had a lot of laundry happening. There was a lot of laundry and the times when I had energy and willpower did not coincide with the times that the laundry machines were not being used. (laughs) Right. And then we had some less cooperative weather for like standing around outside with a drill and a thing attached to it. (laughs) That is correct. uh, So I thought, you know, okay, the washer's going. It doesn't seem to be leaking. Why don't I go ahead and clean the vent today? Yes. Thank you for doing that. I'm not sure it's clean, so I'm not sure you should thank me yet. Well... Thank you for putting your time and effort into that. You're welcome. Is that better? <laughs> it's it's nice of you to thank me. I'm glad you are appreciative for something that I probably <laughs> didn't do. Yeah. Uh, because what I did do is I let the boy help me, <gasps> which we always know is a very questionable he, he, number two child, may or may not end up actually helping. He may or may not actually learn something from the process of helping. He will definitely feel more connected to you as his parent for having helped, at least for a short while. If he doesn't do anything that makes me explode while he's helping, which he did not. Yes, he, so. he was at least being, you know, polite and direction followy. And he, he didn't make the mistake. Right. But the thing is, it's also very hard to think when you are spending 90% of your cognitive energy directing and redirecting and reining in this little ball of energy. Who's asking you questions about things that have nothing to do with what you're doing and telling you really bizarre things from TikTok. Okay, because it's just his age. Yep. They do this. None of which you want to know. No. And then the other problem is a usual one for me is I did not thoroughly read the instructions. What? I, I usually am better at reading the instructions, but it's the reading part that is also usually a problem. For and me. see, I don't have any problem reading. That doesn't take any energy or willpower for me. So I had read the instructions on the package. I just hadn't actually opened the package and assembled the thing. Well, see, that's the other part because I didn't assemble it. I didn't think about how it was put together, I let the boy assemble it. Mm-hmm. And then I checked that it was together. It wasn't going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. And it's like a bunch of, uh, they're almost like um, the things that hold a tent up. Tent poles? Yes. <laughs> the kind that bend and stuff. This so is what's a- this about problems with words? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so anyway. Well, the tent pole thing. They is- screw together. The tent pole thing is still like a funny thing to me because I remember when there were all aluminum tent poles that would just fall apart every time you put them together. So when they invented these, and, and I didn't see one for a long time because they were a new thing and you had Fiberglass. Yes. 
And so they weren't in anything that I was buying. When I finally saw one, I was like, whoa. And they're, they're not that easy to deal with. It wouldn't be the one, Maybe they are now, but the older ones or the cheaper ones are not. And then, so they're fiberglass poles, but they don't have the elastic thing in between them like a tent pole does. And they don't just push together. They, they screw in together. And that's why if I had put it together, I would have known. That they were screwed together and they need to stay righty-tighty. Yes. You do not turn lefty-loosey to, 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 to bring it back out. You continue going righty-tighty even when you are drawing it back. That is correct. That you, is correct. You were thinking in terms of like drills and screws. Righty-tighty goes in and lefty-loosey comes out. Mm-hmm. And, I was and, and it to... did. It came out. The one pull came out from the other. It did. And the piece at the end did not. Oh. The piece at the end was in the 10 or 12 foot pipe. Maybe it's longer. I don't know. It probably is because it goes across the whole house. Yeah. So it's got to be longer. And it was in there. Mm-hmm. And I probably said something that the boy didn't even notice I was probably swearing because he was just like, oh, shit, just like I was. <laughs> like, oh, that's not. Because I was thinking basics. I was just thinking, the boy is here. You say the things like, now we reverse it to get it out of there. Except Wrong. not. So he, he did learn something today. That's good. Which I can explain to him better tomorrow. Yep. And he'll probably make that mistake on some other things like most of us do. The mistake of not reading the instructions first? Well, he definitely will make that mistake because he looked at the pictures. <laughs> oh, there's that. And um, so I'm sure I was swearing. And then his... his bedding and stuff that has to be going in the washer every morning was still in the washer and couldn't go in the dryer now. So he went up to do something else because, well, first, actually, before he went up to do something else, which would have been beneficial in retrospect to send him to do something else sooner, I let him help me go under the house. and he In the crawl space through number zero child's room. Yes. So we had to go in number zero child's room and unstack everything that was on in the closet on top of the Number zero child came Hatch. home and said, what's going on in the basement? They did. <laughs> they did. <laughs> not realizing or not thinking that the word was not basement. Or I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. But yeah. So you went through zero child's room and went under the house. and Yes, I did. Uh, so the boy came down there with me because, you know, we're doing something new. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, crawling in places I don't want him to be usually and you know. Little kids always want to go in the crawl space because it's a, a different, it's a novelty. It is, unless you have to be the dad fixing something, and then it is not a novelty. <laughs> it is a, damn it, I have to go under the house again. So, my work yeah. wife had something to say about that today. Oh? Yeah. Because, do tell. Because I ended up talking to her in person, which is a whole other part of today's story. <laughs> so, um, she just said, oh, and I didn't get to crawl under the house, George? I usually get to crawl under the house. Because she has at numerous of your other houses. Yes, she has. So she wanted to make a big deal of probably both things. Yes. Didn't get to and has had to too many times. So anyhow. That is funny. I will I will let her know tomorrow that next time I need to crawl under the house, I will call her and send the boy with her if she likes. Good boy. Thank you. <laughs> so 
he came under there with me. Okay. And he, he was very good the whole time. He oh, was good. very good. But the thing is, like, because he's kind of spastic, mm-hmm. he was kicking up a lot of dust. And there's dust down there. And yep. And I sent him out. I said, go to the garage and get some rag towels. And he came back with, like, tiny little things. And I said, no, no. I told you get the big ones. And he said, those are the biggest ones that were in there. Wrong bin. And I said, go in the other bin where because the sheets of- are. And then I said, finally, just bring me one of the old sheets. He came back with the towels that were under the sheets. <laughs> And so I sent him back and he got a sheet. And by this time, him flopping around and then throwing things to me, which I did not want him to do, created a lot of dust. Mm-hmm. And so I said, we, we have to get out because there's too much dust and we need to, you know, he could have an asthma attack. Uh, I was not having fun trying to breathe and I didn't want to breathe that stuff. No. So we got out and then he went and did something else upstairs. Mm-hmm. Because I said, we'll go down there later when the dust settles. Mostly what I meant is, I will go down there later when the dust settles and you are doing something else. Yeah. Mostly because I couldn't have two people down there. Like if the other one was by the hatch and just going to hand you things or something, right. that would be different. But So anyhow, I had to go underneath and disconnect it from the floor. And um, you have to crawl under two pipes. Mm-hmm. And um, the second one is... Maybe a foot and a half from the wall, mm-hmm. from the foundation. Okay. And so when you get under there and then there's another piece of the foundation, all pretty much right under the, where it goes under the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to go under that one and then crawl backwards on your back. Oh. And put your head somewhere. Great. So I usually wear a hat. Yeah. I, I have glasses. I can wear goggles. Yep. And I went back with a mask on, which I couldn't do the third or fourth time I went down because I was feeling too claustrophobic at that point because it was really hard to breathe with the mask because mm-hmm. it's hot. And yeah. So anyhow, I had to disconnect it. And then I was trying to figure out where it was in there and how I was going to get it out. The brush that had previously been attached to the fiberglass poles, which had been attached to the drill. Yes. The brush bone's connected to the pole bone. The pole bone's connected to the drill bone. The drill bone's connected to the hand bone. They're not connected to the brain bone. (laughs) Well, then... Sorry. Then what was connected was the really tall painting pole I bought. Oh, for when we did the ceiling. Yeah. I don't remember how tall it is. Is it like 20 feet or something? Yes. Well, that means the vent is at least 20 feet. Here's how I know. I was trying to find something to push in there. And push it through the side I had disconnected from the floor. Mm-hmm. So I tried a piece of drip line because I had a really long piece of drip line, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't go. Okay. And then I stood around thinking, and then I got the pole, mm-hmm. and I was excited. And I pushed the pole through there, and as far as I could tell, nothing happened. So I crawled under the house again, mm-hmm. crawled in an even less convenient spot so I could see down the pipe. Oh, gosh. Like, I had to crawl under the pipe by the wall. Turn around and crawl backwards into a very tiny space so I could get my head up there and look in. Oh, and I gosh. I could see the end of the pole about a foot in. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't see the brush. It had gone straight through the bristles and passed it. It did. So eventually what I did is I attached, well, I decided to attach um, this thing that screws in the light bulbs. For, yes. Because the first house that I had had really tall ceilings in the living room. And so you had a screw-on, like light bulb grabber thing. Yes. And I kept it all this time, even though I probably haven't used it in, I don't know, 17 years. So I I was attaching that to there. And then I got a 
email and a text from both a client and their worker saying, hey, they had to call 911 on one of the kids and uh, help. And since you're their mental health provider, can you go provide some mental health? (laughs) Those kids each have their own therapist. Uh Uh-huh. And the parent who they're not living with has their own therapist. Mm -hmm. But I was the first therapist for the group of them placed in a, like, uh, what's it called? Not regular family house, family foster home, but fictive family. I could explain the whole thing. Don't. It's not necessary. They were placed with fictive kin, which is the the legal term for chosen family. Which they can do. And then they're placed there as foster kids. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's how I got involved with them is I was maintaining the placement until they could get them other therapists. So so anyway. And I am the most accessible person because the family knows me. So they know my cell phone number to text me at. And the worker knows me because I work at the same place she does. Well, there you go. So. So you were the readily available and already familiar with the situation mental health care provider available. Right. Even though it wasn't my day for crisis coverage. You'll still get your COVID test if you want it from your work. Well, yeah, that's okay. I wore my mask, you know, and so did my work wife because my work wife was the crisis response (laughs) person today. (laughs) And the problem is the, you know, they did call, the police came, probably an ambulance came because they checked the kid because he had injuries that he did to himself. And, um, He was okay, but the police wouldn't take him because we have a pandemic and... They don't want to take anyone who is not perceived to be an immediate danger to life or property. Yeah, basically they said unless he was standing there holding a knife to himself or somebody else, they could not take him, which is, it's interesting. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, you don't want to go locking people up and if you can come up with another solution. Right. But before... Wish they do that more often. Right. But before on a DV charge... Which they decided not to even charge him mm-hmm. or cite him or anything. But any DV would be an automatic go to jail and then somebody has to come and get you. Mm-hmm. For kids or anybody probably. Mm-hmm. But I know this for kids. Mm-hmm. But because of the violence, there were still a lot of emotionally unstable people trying to cope with the situation. They're all in shock. That they were not in any way prepared for. So I, I knew that my work wife was on crisis coverage. But I also knew I can't just call my work wife and say, hey, you're on just because I know she's on. I have to call a supervisor. So I called our supervisor because our supervisor likes to know what we're doing. And that (laughs) creates less problems if your Mm -hmm. supervisor knows what's going on. Yes. So my supervisor said, okay, let's call her. And then I had to explain how do you add a person to the call. But we got the voicemail and blah, blah, blah. Eventually, we you know, muck through um, our supervisor and the worker supervisor and all, and kinds all of, of this bureaucratic bullshit that needs to happen so that the people who need to get there can be approved to get there. Right. In the meantime, we were all getting ready to get there. Yes. The worker wasn't living that far away. Because because you were in shorts and a tank top from working under the house. And your work wife was probably wearing a t-shirt and shorts. My work wife was actually at the office. Oh. Which was convenient because she could get a car. Mm -hmm. Because we were probably going to have to transport. Right. But we can't transport because we're not social workers. Well. So we needed the worker. Anyhow. Um, so eventually we all got there, but we had to also be able to justify why that many people were there. Yeah. Because they don't want anybody seeing anybody in person. Because there's a pandemic. Yes. 
But, we, you know, we wore masks. Mm-hmm. The worker didn't have a mask on when we got there. And we said, no, no, you have to. Mm-hmm. She put it on, and then later she forgot it in the car again. And I understand. It was really hot. Like, the official mask from work was so hot. And I had already spent enough time under the house. I was like, uh-uh. So I went and got my, my cloth mask out of the car. Because mm-hmm. I, I just was like, I have to be able to breathe here. Right. So after you finally get through all the bureaucratic nonsense to get to where you're going and get all the people who actually will be beneficial to be there also where they're going, right? then you're trying to deal with getting the bureaucratic approval to manage the situation in the way that you as a professional feel will be best. That's true. I forgot that 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 was happening because that's just part of my job. Yes. But um, yes, once we got there and uh, could separate people and, and I could talk to the men, surprising, the man and the boy, and she could talk to the woman separately. Yep. Um, but I had the worker go with me and that's a woman. And I had decided that ahead of time. I thought mm-hmm. I'm going to keep the worker with me. Yes. Because I'm not having all this gender separated nonsense. No. So, Because you have recognized how badly that can go. I have. So we had to do a lot of calling of the supervisor who was supposed to manage this situation with us because now my supervisor was giving an online training. Mm -hmm. So she was not available. So you had to call the other supervisor. And not only that, but the other supervisor is the one who helps decide where kids are going to be depending on their needs. But the, the bigger problem, which we all knew going into it was there's no place to put anybody and they don't even want to move kids to the shelter. First of all, they never want to move them there. They want right. to move them to another foster home if they can, even if it's temporary like respite. But they don't want to move anybody anywhere right now. Not if they can avoid it because pandemic. Right. And that's how the the caregivers feel as well, the the various caregivers at different homes. Like, uh, so what are the chances this kid has been exposed to COVID and so forth? Yeah. Well, and this whole thing is kind of gendered as well. Not only, you know, the way that you're dealing with this particular family, but this thing you were saying, though, about going and talking to, you know, the men and... You've noticed recently that this is a thing. It's like you're getting a greater proportion of your caseload being difficult men or difficult boys. Like they're, you can't quite tell because you don't know what everybody else's caseloads look like, but it looks to you like they're giving you all the difficult male cases. Yeah, like I do have, I do have a few of them. One of them is with a single mom. But it's that she wanted a male therapist for the boy mm-hmm. because... Because the boy. Yeah. And yeah, we've talked about I have another difficult guy and, and I just got a new one today. Another difficult guy. Uh-huh. Guys who don't want to deal with the women folk. Guys who don't want to cooperate. Young men who have mistreated their mothers and aunties and so on so badly that they'll just run right over the women social workers might, and the women therapists they might. too. What I do know about them, though, is they're a gay couple. And it's more that the the female therapist that dealt with the crisis end of it didn't feel competent in dealing with a teenage boy having the problems he's having, which is... You know, like the kid I had today, just overreacting to things. And teenagers do that, but these teenagers... But when it becomes unmanageable, then it becomes a health problem. Yeah, it becomes uh, harm to somebody or themselves or, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so I got that one today. 
Fun. Yeah, uh, it's okay. I mean, this is what you do. But but the other thing is, I know that the the guys are usually more comfortable talking to me. I can tell. You know, body language, tone of voice, things they'll talk about. Mm-hmm. They might even say, you know, right. So. Yeah, so anyhow. So then you got done and you dealt with the bureaucracy of getting the kid where he needed to be, which was almost as fun as getting the bureaucracy managed of getting all the workers where they, all the, you know, staff where they needed to be. And what was funny is when I got to my appointment, I called my my supervisor just to let her know I had left and I didn't talk to her long because she's still doing the training, but, um, but she answered. So I don't know. Um, and I'm curious to see if there's a recording of this training. <laughs> there might be. And uh, eventually they did sort it out. I had to leave mm-hmm. for my own. You had a doctor appointment I of did your own. For my shoulder, mm-hmm. which is still bad. Since January. It's Fe- now. February. First weekend of February. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're right. Yeah. Okay. So as you're, you know, getting this boy managed that has lashed out at his family or the family that's caring for him. And then you have to go to a doctor appointment for your own injury from your own boy who lashed out at the family caring for him. Yes. The irony doesn't escape me. No, because that foster parent uh, dad had to take that kid down. Mm -hmm. But he's much younger than me. Yeah. But came home and decided to uh, figure out how to actually make that light bulb grabber thing work. First, I had to take a shower because I'd been out in the world. Oh, because you had been out in the world. Yes, you come home. that's what we do. That is what we do when we come home. You take a shower. You spray your shoes. You leave them somewhere. Mine are outside. I have to get them before the Mm -hmm. mice get into them or something. And then you come in and you take a shower. Yes. Like I just get in with my glasses and my watch and everything. Yes. And that is clo- how this works. And put the clothes right into the mm-hmm. hamper, well, ba- laundry basket so they won't have to be picked up again. Right. So, uh, yeah, but there was no washing those clothes because I had to go still try to get the... Because <laughs> the washer and dryer were still you not could, Like we could wash them. We couldn't dry fixed. them. The okay, we could fixed. wash them. The washer, you did replace the hose. But the boys' morning laundry was still in the washer. Because I was interrupted while I was trying to fix the... Because the boy does a load of laundry every morning. Yes. Because his sheets need it every morning. Yes. And he did admit it this morning. Oh, good. He said, I stayed in bed too long. Oh, that's so, so good that he's able to actually take I, I responsibility for some of that, though. I did though. give him kudos for that. Because that's like that. the first steps to being able to solve the problem is actually admitting that you have some responsibility. If, if everything is always somebody else's responsibility, then you're giving up any right to be able to change the problem, to solve the problem. Yes. So I had the light bulb thing on the 20-foot pole, and it's really like a 10-foot pole, but then you... It extends. Extend, which is perfect. Otherwise, it wouldn't have fit between the fence and the house. <laughs> so yep. I had to put it up against the fence and put the first part in and then tighten it. And So I got it in there with the light bulb thing on. And I kind of thought it might not work, but I had another idea. And it didn't work for some reason. Like the light bulb thing was just not quite big enough. So I found a plastic water bottle that was wide enough to fit through, but not wide enough to get stuck. And I stuck it in upside down, like a light bulb would be, in the light bulb holder. And I cut the other end off, and I made, like, um, spikes on the plastic. You, yep. And I bent them out. Like a flower. So they could catch whatever was there and push it. That's totally great. So I did that, and then I thought, and I'm not losing the water bottle in there, so I duct taped it on. 
Oh my gosh, yeah. I love you. I was very happy with that. <laughs> that is so Especially great. since I pushed it through and I heard clunk at the other end. And I was like, woohoo! And I had to run all the way around the house and back inside to get in the laundry room. And while you were doing this, like while you were in the shower, I had to leave and go pick up number three child from yeah. their dad's house. Mm-hmm. And so by the time I get home, I am pulling up in the driveway and I hit the button to open the garage door and you come running out with this Georgie rig thing. <laughs> well, I was, I was going to put it away. <laughs> And you showed it to me, and I knew exactly what it was right away. And I was like, "Oh, that's so great!" Yeah, yeah I showed it to Zero Child too, because when I came, when I got out of the shower and came down to go start dealing with the Zero Child was laying on their bed because they did a lot of physical labor today, and, mm-hmm. and the front of the washer was still in their room, the hatch to downstairs was still open, <laughs> the stuff was laying everywhere because because I had to leave, and that's right. why Zero Child was like, uh, "What's happening in the basement?" Yes. Yeah, so I, I got it done, and, and we're getting ready to record, and the boy needs a snack, and, and then he's going down there, and, and I had to go in and stick my head back in the shower, my head and my arms. Everything else had been really covered under the house, but I knew there was stuff in my hair. And he wants to tell me, he says, Dad, do you know what people are doing? And I had a feeling I knew what he was talking about this time, not just some TikTok thing. Uh-huh. Um, was he talking about the protests? The riots, yeah. Yeah. And I thought, okay. I said, you know, I'll come and find you, but I need to get this out of my hair. Yeah. That's kind of sounds symbolic, but it wasn't. It really does. It's not. <laughs> I guess it is, and it, and it also isn't. Uh, so I did. I got the stuff out of my hair, and then I went down. And So I had to have a conversation with him that I was hoping he could understand about why people riot and what else was happening. Yes. So the best way I, wa- I could explain it to him, I said to him, well, you know, firstly, people were protesting because of racism. Mm-hmm. And he understood that because he said, yeah, the, the white guy who was the cop put his knee on the black guy's neck and it killed him. So he knew that part, and yeah. he knew that people were protesting because of racism. Right, and he knew that wasn't just a one-time thing. Yes. He understood. And I said, and then some people take advantage of that and decide to go really crazy and steal things and wreck things. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, they're wrecking this, they're wrecking that. And, and so he understood that, and I felt that that was a good good enough. That's where we need to leave it with him. Exactly, because if you, you do any more... He'll get confused and totally think something else. And so see. I just want him to understand that part of this is right and part of it is wrong. You know, there should be a protest against racism. What happened was awful, terrible, should never happen to anybody. It happens. Yes. And, over and see, over. I'm on team prison abolition and team police abolition and team burn the fucker down. And I'm totally on the side of not the white looters, but the, you know... I I think that when Martin Luther King said a riot is the language of the unheard, that I think damage and vandalism and, you know, I mean, reminded me of the break the fucking system. You go right out and you break the fucking system, and that's what they're doing. But our boy is never going to understand that. I can't have him thinking that that's the, you know, he's not the guy to understand that. He's the guy to keep from going along with the mob. Yeah. And so, and there's just, that's what he needed to understand. That is. Yeah. And that's, that's a tough, tough line to, to hold when, you know, what you think and what you believe and it's so nuanced, but you have to go with the simplistic option for the kid who's never going to understand nuance. That's right. He's not. And I don't want him getting in trouble 
by having this idea that when things are wrong, which to him could could translate to he doesn't like it that way. Yeah, that that's, to break everything and have a riot and set the whatever on fire. Right. That's the last thing we need from him. He's too impulsive, and he has. He's too literal. Yes, he has no understanding of what's actually right and what's actually wrong outside of he he can't get outside of his own head, and so you know this is why he says that like people are being abusive when they're just keeping him in his place or that they're well, there's, being there's, there's mean when they're just to speaking sternly to different people and the people at the place I had to go to today were worried because their three-year-old saw the dad have to take the boy down the teenager and and the boy was saying to the three-year-old your dad is hurting me and so they were freaked out that this kid is thinking dad hurts people yeah and I and I said and no, we just tell, we're just going to tell her he was being naughty and dad had to stop him. And dad was trying not to hurt him, but dad had to stop him. Okay. He wanted to run in the street. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and she'll understand you don't run in the street in front of cars. Mm-hmm. And if he was being naughty, dad has to stop him from doing that. Mm-hmm. So she could understand that. Yeah. Was that the explanation? No, that was the three year old explanation. Well, and that's, and that's what I have yeah. to do. But that's the thing. Anyhow. So. <sighs> So, you know, that was today at our house. Yay. <laughs> and some other places. There you go. We had a day. We did have a day. And for a minute there, I started to feel better because I thought, okay, so those things are done now. And then I just remembered the freaking cooler isn't working. We need to go out and hit the breaker switch to get the cooler turned back on because it's overloaded the breaker again. And so now we need to call the electrician and figure out why it's doing that. Yep. It never ends, friend. It never ends. Well, it might not end, but if they could cool it off, I'll go with that. So I'm down with that. Okay. Is that it? That should be it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Okay, that's not okay. What? That's the wrong place. What's <laughs> that, our weather? I'm trying to check the weather. For, for Arizona, for Chicago, for L.A., for Denver, for San Francisco. Did you say 89 tomorrow? I think so. Oh, for fuck's sake. It's supposed <laughs> to get cooler tomorrow. Yes, today was 91. Are we ready? Yes. Okay. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And the kid is probably the same height as him, but he, he's bigger than mm-hmm. the kid because he's... Our boy is bigger than the kid you were managing today at work. Uh, no, the foster dad is still bigger than the kid he was taking down. Even though the kid's taller, but not bigger. 
Oh, okay. The mm-hmm. dad is bigger than the kid. Yeah, I understand now. Been. You had to take him down. Un- undefined pronoun. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, the people did a thing. <laughs> this is totally how it goes. Although, <laughs> I was listening to the Anthropocene Reviewed today, and he said, the, the host... <laughs> He said that this... See, I was already following you. Oh, see, I know. Uh-huh. Um, the host said that the the pandemic and all of the upheaval that it's causing, the corona crisis, is, is the thing that you can reference in a conversation now just as this and it... And everybody knows what you're talking about. It's the one pronoun in our life now that doesn't need an antecedent. It's uh, across the globe. Yes. Unfortunately. Although I doubt they would call it this or it in non-English speaking countries. That would be interesting to know. That will be a very interesting linguistic study. Yeah. I'm not the person to do it. No, but I'm, I'm curious about that. I will be involved in all the educational studies about loss of learning and summer slide when summer was seven months long. Pandemic and, slide. Yes. And the effects of catch-up efforts on different demographic groups. And they'll show the same thing that these studies always show, that if your parents are rich, you'll do just fine. And if your parents are not rich and lack other privileges, then the children will also be affected proportionally. Yes. If your parents have to go to work, you're running amok. And then our boy says, well, my friend, blah, blah, blah. But I think we went on a rabbit trail. Yes, we did. Okay. That might make it into a blooper. But anyway. You could keep it. I don't care. So... You're the the editor, though. Whatever you want to do.